Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. Man, we've been waiting to do this show for a very, very long time. Today we have actor Vincent Rocco Vargas on the show. Could have said co-host of Drinking Bros, but uh, he was destined for bigger and better things. And I couldn't be more amped about uh, his life and what's going on and uh, the, the future movie star he is slowly becoming. And it's coming up fast, kids. September 4th, 10 o'clock FX. He is starring in the new series, The Mayans MC, which is obviously the spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. And holy shit. Um, before we get started into in, in sponsors, I just want to tell the audience how fucking impossible it is to do what he has done. To watch all of this um, start from, you know, fucking doing independent films with Helen Keller and uh, versus Nightwolves and Range 15 and all that stuff, to jumping on a show like The Mayans MC is it's virtually impossible. Um, I, you'll hear me multiple times through the episode, you know, reference, you'd have a better shot at winning the lottery. It, th that is 100% true. Fuck, you, you might even have a better shot of winning a lottery twice than to get on a show like this and, and do what he's done. Um, about a year and a half ago, when Rocco left Drinking Bros podcast as a co-host, a lot of people uh, had said, oh, would you guys get in a fight? Was there like a dust up or, you know, you guys don't get along anymore? It, it couldn't be further from the truth. We're all still best friends in real life. But he had gotten this show. And he had gotten another show, which we're not allowed to name yet, but uh, could potentially be airing in November on another network as well. And we weren't allowed to say anything. Um, because again, like if the Mayans doesn't go, if, if this other show doesn't go, then great. Welcome back to Drinking Bros. And, and we're here with open arms and, and we'd love to have you back with us because he's one of the OG original four, but it didn't happen like that. Uh, the Mayans took off. You've been seeing them all over social media. Um, the other show that, again, we can't name the name of right now, it, it looks like it's going to take off as well. And uh, we will be lucky to catch Rocco for an interview once every 100 shows like we are now. And again, we couldn't be happier about it or, or prouder of him. So just for the audience, we want to clarify that. This, this is what he's been working on for a year and a half. And yes, it takes this long in Hollywood sometimes longer so you're now able to to see all of his dreams come to fruition on tuesday night on fx and, and please watch the show and support him the success of of rocco staying on tv for many many years will be predicated on ratings so you have to go out and watch the show uh dvr it all of that they, they include that in the ratings in the nielsen ratings your dvr uh, every time you record it, it they call it uh, live plus three. So anybody who watches it live or within three days of it, that all counts towards the ratings. And uh, please support Rocco, um, you know, one of our best friends and, and OG original Drinking Bros podcast hosts and uh, and keep them on, man. Uh, man, I, I, I still can't believe it. It's 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 genuinely hard to wrap my mind around, man. 
uh, it just doesn't happen to very many friends and it, and it happened to ours. Uh, with that, we've got some sponsors who make this whole fucking thing possible. First and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. A little uh, a BRCC to start the day. I uh, We called Rocco on shit. He was like, man, I got Sunday morning open. Are you down for that? I was like, yeah, sure. Fire, fired up two K-cups full of Just Black from Black Rifle Coffee. Started my day. Feel great about it. Look, I, I, I start every morning with Black Rifle Coffee. Their coffee club of the month program is, is the best in the biz. It gets dropped off at your house the same date of every single month. And uh, they got K-cups and bags. They got a, a ton of amazing blends. It's a, a premium uh, roast-to-order coffee, uh, small batch. So they make it in-house and then ship it out right to you. Now they've got uh, fucking offices all over, all over the country. They just opened up one in uh, Tennessee. They're in Salt Lake City. They're in San Antonio. There's one in Canada. Black Rifle Coffee is slowly taking over the world, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Sign up for the Coffee Club of the Month program. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off, and that's a one-time use. I know. They're getting big. One-time use only. Next up, we got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy really is the premier energy drink in the biz. I had a big Labor Day party uh, at my house yesterday. Strike Force was all out everywhere. I, dude, I caught motherfuckers stealing like packs of Strike Force, and they were like, "Dude, that's your, that's your sponsor. You get it all the time." I was like, "Yeah, but I drink it, um, and and I pay for it. It's not like they ship it to me for free, motherfucker." But people love it, man. Everybody loves it. It's one of those things where, dude, it, it, once you have a pack, you you get it and you don't switch back. There's no carbs or sugars or anything in this. It's literally just a little tiny tin pouch you rip open, squeeze it in everything. We were drinking vodka with it, Stratkas all day long for the opening of college football season at my house. And um, they got grape, they got orange, they got uh, original and lemon. They get a 10-pack, a 40-pack, and a 750-milliliter bottle that rests on your bar top or countertop. So you can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and go. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com, type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. They ship everywhere in the entire world, and that promo code is good all the time, by the way. So... Uh, that will never end, hopefully. We've been with them since day one, and we love our strike force. And what they did for When Darkness Falls, he doesn't catch it, man. I will be eternally grateful for for my book. I mean, shit, they shipped that book out faster than uh, Amazon did or anybody else did once that ban got lifted. And uh, super amped about that. Everybody's been posting pictures of uh, drinking strike force in, in, in my book, and uh, extremely grateful to strike force for doing that. Uh, next up, we've got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Ghostbed.com is a mattress that, look, I hope to die on. I know that's weird. It's kind of morbid, but it's it's true. If I'm going to die on any mattress, I want it to be on a ghost bed. I really do. I want to lay my dick and balls down on a ghost bed and quietly drift off into death, holding hand in hand with Jennifer Lawrence. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> My wife, my wife just walked in the room. <laughs> if you can see the look she's giving me right now, oh, it is special. It is special. Um, no, but ghostbed.com uh, forward slash drinking bros has been with us a while. I, look, I, we got three or four of those motherfuckers in my house. Um, everybody's coming in to see the new baby. They're sleeping on the ghost bed and the ghost pillow. I have a feeling one of those pillows will be stolen. That's just a guess. The pillows are a, a dream because you can't. It's not like you can walk out of somebody's ha house stealing a fucking mattress, but you can definitely sneak a pillow in your 
in your luggage and get the fuck out of there. Um, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for all the deals. They're exclusive to all of our listeners. Um, you get $100 off a free mattress and free pillows. Uh, you get like $400 off their bundle packages. They've got cooling mattresses, adjustable bases, you name it. Um, and it all, there's no assembly required. It just ships to your house and you pop it up and you're ready to go. Uh, big fans of those guys, and uh, they're a huge, huge supporter of the veteran community. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Next up, we've got Grill Your Ass Off. Grill Your Ass Off. Grill Your Ass Off. I'm talking about grillyourassoff.com. Whew. At that party, by the way, I, I had the Grill Your Ass Off spilled out all over the deck. We were making meats, uh, pork, sausages, some hot dogs, you name it. I might even throw, throw a little spicy habanero on the dog just to do it. Just to do it because I wanted a little spice, a little flavoring in it. And uh, you're going to buy seasonings anyways. So you might as well buy it from a, a company that's 100% veteran owned. And they're, they're just as tasty as like Lowry's or Montreal's you know, steak seasonings and all that shit. I also want to highlight their beef jerky. God damn it, their beef jerky is good. I've talked a lot of shit on it. And people have been sending in pictures of it. And they're, they're, they're like, fuck you, Ross. You're right. God damn it, Ross, you're, you're right, you dumb SOB. The jerky's amazing. I know it's amazing. You four, four pack. Get the four pack for $25. Um, it's 100% American beef, yet another veteran-owned company. And uh, yeah, go to grillyourassoff.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. It might Actually, it might be 15% off there. Might have lied to you. Might have lied to you. They might be 15% off. Um, but they got some pint glasses, too. For, for, uh, for football season that you're drinking in. Uh, next up, we've got BattleBox.com. Talking about a little B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X. No E in that. Dot com. BattleBox.com. They've got the, the finest survival and tactical gear on the planet. And it's one of those things where, look, if your wife is like mine and she's sitting in front of me, so I have no problem saying this to her. She, what's that bullshit you order that comes once a month in the box? Birch box, that's it. Uh, you get this birch box, and what comes in it? Nail polish, makeup, things like that. For ladies, right? Samples of the newest lady. How much do you pay for that? Ten, yeah, yeah, that's garbage. It's fucking garbage. This is for dudes. This has got, uh, look, if you're in a fucking hurricane, a flood, a tornado, if the apocalypse is coming, um, you know, even if you're in like some underground fight club type sitch, this, they've got great tools in the boxes for that. Um, and their boxes range from $24.99 to $124.99. I, look, I, I, re- I recommend the $124.99. Go to BattleBox.com. Check out their fucking boxes, by the way. For real. When you go and see what's in these boxes, you'll be like, oh, shit, I get it. Every time it gets shipped to the office, everybody loots through it, and that's it. Um, but with the, with the big box, the big guy, you get a free knife every month. And um, they're just making quality, awesome products. If you were to try to buy all this shit yourself, Cost you like a grand. Um, use the, the the one-time promo code of Drinking Bros off the first box for twenty percent off. Get the big guy on it because you're, then you're saving like twenty-five bucks and you get all that shit for a hundred dollars. Probably shouldn't be saying that, but I am anyways. Um, that's what I did. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Battlebox.com. Drinking Bros. Twenty percent off one-time use. Last but not least, we're talking about Kimber. KimberAmerica.com. Some of the finest firearms on the planet. Um, look, man, I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again and again and again and again. If you don't have a Kimber 1911, you don't have a gun collection. 
um, all of their all of their firearms that they're currently making, their custom ones in particular they're making, are gorgeous. Um, they're so nice you don't even, it's almost like you don't even want to shoot them. You just want to hang them up for people to see and be like, look what I have. Do you have that? No. Mm, sorry. Go fuck yourself. It's almost like a fine piece of artwork. Um, I, I, I've got a pair of Nike shoes and I'm, I'm afraid to wear out just because I love them so much. That's That's what it's like when you order a firearm from Kimber. Man, these are gorgeous. Um, go to KimberAmerica.com. Peruse their entire catalog and just get lost. Have a little one-on-one time. Grab some Jergens. Go to KimberAmerica.com and just enjoy yourself. Send the lady out to get her nails done. Um, you can just spend an hour on their website thinking about you. KimberAmerica.com has no promo code for Drinking Bros because they don't have to. That's how fucking amazing they are. They're just a huge fan of Drinking Bros, huge fan of the community and the podcast. And they just want to be a sponsor, and that's it. Uh, and life doesn't get any better than that. So we're super stoked that they're here and that they're on the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, can we talk to actor Vincent Rocco Vargas? God, that's awesome to say. I'm always excited about the, the countdown before we start, and it's always like, yeah! <laughs> yeah! We're back! We're back! Oh, man, I miss you, buddy. How are you? Good, man, good. It's just, you know, a lot going on right now, but everything is awesome. It's, it's, it's got to be crazy, right? Uh, who, who, where are you at this ex- exact second? Tell the audience that. Uh, currently, right now, I am driving my kids to church. They volunteer at church, and then I go back home, get ready for it myself, and then uh, we just do our Sundays. So right now, I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah area, and uh, take, doing doing our normal family day. Could could you be a better human being after that statement? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a dirt bag who's who's eaten like four egg McMuffins this morning, and you're taking your children to church and having. A <laughs> I didn't even put, I didn't put shoes on. I'm hoping I don't have to get out for any reason. Just get out, the, just drop off, and go back home and get ready. <laughs> um, man, I look. Thank you for doing the show. Uh, obviously, we love you and we miss you. But uh, from from day one since we started this show uh, in Jared's garage, this was your dream. You, you are now living, actually living your dream. It, it's no longer just a thing that we talk about. I mean, I saw you. At uh, was it Hollywood Boulevard at Grauman's Chinese Theater with the entire street shut down and about a thousand people screaming for your autograph? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was crazy. I almost I didn't even believe it was happening. You know, I sat there. I was, I was telling Christy like, we're you know we're, we're about to. I'm looking across the street, seeing them all scream my name, and I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna run over there. And she goes, No, you shouldn't. There's oncoming traffic. I was like, I still think I'm gonna go. I was like, Wait here. And then as I started to go, the, the, the security guard's like, you want me to block traffic? I was like, yeah. And so they did. And then I looked at her. I was like, do you want to come? She goes, yeah. And so we just started walking over there. Like, we were just like, this is incredible. We just stopped traffic on Hollywood Boulevard to get to just go sign fucking autographs. It was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I, that was a Tom Cruise moment. Only Tom Cruise gets away with shit like that. The fact- <laughs> well, obviously, I'm also bigger than all my, my security guard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I noticed that when I saw it. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's uh, who's who's protecting who here? Well, it's funny, dude, because I've always told myself, like, if I was ever in the position where I had I was financially able to just really have 
you know, security, I would hire a bunch of rangers and they would be very lean, in shape badasses that I know would fuck people up. But but the truth is, you know, FX hires who they hire and we were just blessed to have anyone there. It was cool to have that and, and do more power to them. But it was funny to me because I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bigger than a lot of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Hollywood security for you. <laughs> Um, so I, I want to get into what all of this has been like for you, um, starting from the beginning of this, because, I, look, I remember you came on Ross Patterson Revolution. We were shooting in L.A. live at, at my buddy's bar where we had the rap party for for Helen Keller versus Nightwolves. And you were literally I, you just looked in the camera and you said, hey, I'm in Los Angeles. They're casting a show called The Mayans MC. If anybody knows Kurt Sutter out there. Please hook me up. I'm trying to get an audition for this. How, how did the how did the, even the audition come about? Well, that was crazy because, like, at the same time, you know, I'm do, I did that with you, um, Steve Howie. You know, we we met on actually we met on Helen Keller, and yeah. then we started you know started a good friendship from there. You know, he also you know is a guy that's in Hollywood, and I was like, hey man, if you know anyone, just let me know. And he was like, and you know, it's funny, he, he's so busy, so I never expect a reply in a text. You know, and, and so it's just, it is what it is. And all of a sudden, I sent him the picture from Range 15 where I have blood all over my face and I have the big mustache, shaved head. Bye, kids. Love you. And uh, love, you. love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, all of you. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> we spend the whole show just saying bye to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right, be good. And so I sent him the picture of me, like, all bloody and big old mustache and everything. And he's like, dude you would do so good on that show. Like, you looked the part. And that, so that's like, what oh. I thought when you told me. I was like, dude, if there was any more person, like, if there's a better person more suited for, for a TV show in their life, it is you in that show. Yeah, and then Steve, you know, he actually, he just reached out to Wendy. Wendy O'Brien is the casting director and said, hey, got a buddy. Um, I'm just going to send you his look. You let me know. He's in, he's in town. He's interested in reading. And at that time, and it's funny how it all goes. It's just timing, right? They still needed two more guys. And right before I was even there, they ended up picking the other guy. And so then they need one guy, and they start filming the pilot four days later. Wow. And so they're like, yeah, bring him in. Let's just see if he can actually fucking read, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And so I went in. Uh, I actually shaved my head to make sure. I wanted to really look the part as much as possible. So I went in there looking – how I actually, how my character most likely dresses now. You know, so, so it's just, I went look, I really just dress how I did when I was fucking 17. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I did the first table, I did the first read and they sent me, they sent me the script and obviously, you know, I'm dyslexic. So I asked like, as soon as you could send me a script, I, I, you know, I need it because it takes me a long time to read anything. And they did, they sent it to me the night before I read it. I slept on it. I wanted to go off paper I told Steve, like, you know, they actually gave me the opportunity. He goes, meet me for lunch real quick. So no shit. When I say real quick, he goes from the gym. He stops in to, to lunch with me and my wife, sits down, says, hey, here's some fucking things. And he gives me some pointers. And he goes, all right, I'm out. And he just walks off. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> and it was this cool him just pretty much saying, don't be fucking nervous. Go in there. and You've done scarier shit in your life. Just go in there and fucking own it. You know, and he says exactly like, look, man, I can open the door for you, but I can't close it. It's on you now. And he goes, just just do your thing, bro. And so, you know, I did the read 
I felt good about it, but you know, as, as it all goes, she just gives me a kiss in the cheek and says, we love you. We'll let you know. And I'm like, okay. And so we already had flights to go home to El Paso that day. And so we flew home later that night and I get an email saying, Kurt was interested in seeing you read again tomorrow. And I was like, Holy crap. At the time, I honestly, I honestly only had like $800 in my account. So I spent 500 of that on another ticket round ticket back to LA. (laughs) And I'm like, here we go. Let's see how this goes. They send me another character. So now I'm reading for two characters and I'm reading them both off paper. So I was studying like crazy to just nail this. And, um, you know, I walk in the room and one of the other things, you know, see how he told me was like, don't go in there acting all fanboy. Just go in there like you've done this before. And I and I really was gonna do that. Just go in there and just act like I've done this. But it's really hard to when you're sitting there and Chris Tedder's in the fucking room and you're like, holy shit, he's yeah. right here, actually right here watching me. And now I'm like really fucking nervous, you know. So I read the first one. Uh, it was cool. I just for some reason the character for me wasn't wasn't hitting. I didn't feel good about it. I don't think they felt good about it. I read the second one. And when I read the second one, there was kind of a little humor bit in there. And, uh, you know, I did it and they all laughed. Like everyone in the room laughed and I kind of laughed and I was like, whoa, that was cool. And then he was like, all right, that's good. He goes, good job. And I shook his hand. He goes, we'll let you know. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is like fucking nuts. But okay, I walk out. Don't act fucking excited. Just walk out. My dad's with me, bro. And we leave the studio. And as we're walking to the car, my dad's kind of on my shoulders, like, Tugging on me is like, how'd it go? How'd it go? And I was like, dude, I, I think I did good. I don't know. I fucking feel good about it. My dad's like, cool. You know, and he gives me like the old dad hug and I give him a hug. Little did we know, Kurt Sutter and Wendy O'Brien are sitting there watching us from the window as we're walking. And I think, I honestly think that is what caught his attention. He saw the genuineness of my dad and me and how I was raised and just like character, I guess, kind of, kind of was, they were just watching and he was like, he's a good guy. And I think, you know, by the time I got to the airport, I already got the offer. So then wow. I flew. Yeah, I flew home, and luckily I got paid again, and so I had enough money to buy the ticket back. And there I was in in the episode for in the first pilot, fucking four or five days from the original fucking day I went into the casting to on set for the first time in a major Hollywood production where where it was just insane. Like it was just the weirdest difference, right? Like from range fifteen to this how much money they put into it. I mean, you just see the difference in it and it felt different. Like I, I didn't know there's actually a room you can go and eat your food. I was, I grabbed my food. Yeah. And I, sat, I sat on a tire and they were like, Hey, go sit over, go sit inside. I'm like, what is that? They're like, well, it's where you eat. And it was like a fucking giant, like just, you know, mobile fucking lunchroom. I was like, I didn't see that shit. I, I'm thinking range 15 is the biggest thing I've ever done. And, and to me, it was, it was, to me, that was fucking huge when a lady's cooking me fucking breakfast tacos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, on this set, like it, it, you see the difference in where we were and where where uh, major production is. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you know, if you're if you're breaking it down budget wise, one one show of of uh, the Mayans is. It's probably three times the budget of the entire movie of Range 15. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. they're spending, on average, probably, you know, I would say two and a half to three million dollars an episode on the Mayans. And, uh, yeah, look, you have uh, you have lunch tables. You have rooms to cool off. And <laughs> your trailers so, are probably a lot bigger. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, and not taking away from Range 15, what a beautiful moment that was for us to even experience that. 
I guess, but I didn't think of any, I, I mean, I didn't think past it. And when I finally was on set and on a major production, I was like, wow, it's a whole different world. It's a whole new world. Yeah, an, an entirely different world. And it's, um, I, I think it's good that you did Keller and Range 15 before that, cause, so you could see at least the difference. Um, and, and look, also on an independent film, the, the way you move and how fast you are, like, dude, going to a big budget set like that, like, you're shooting, what, three, four pages a day? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it actually, it's a lot easier in preparing for your lines and preparing for the, your scenes because, I, I mean, compared to what we did, shit, man, we were, I memorized my script freaking six months before we started shooting. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's a whole different world here. So. Yeah. So so you end up shooting the pilot, right? Um, yeah. And then what was the wait time between the network coming back and saying, hey, man, we've got to do some reshoots on this pilot? Yeah, I, I can't even tell you exactly. I know it started. So the the, the first initial show uh, shooting the uh, what do they call it? the pilot? It, the pilot, it yeah. was uh, it was about three weeks of filming, two three weeks of filming, um, and then I went back home and I think we waited for about four to seven months, somewhere around there, like six seven months maybe, and and we're told that hey, there's going to be a reshoot. Um, are these days available for you? And we all had to schedule, get our schedules figured out. And I was like, okay, and there's going to make changes. So then I'm like, oh shit. They cut me, you know, like I'm done. <laughs> and, and, you know, and we're also like, and that's fine. I got, I got a taste of it. And that was fucking cool. You know, and, I, and I'm very, very blessed to even have that. And then all of a sudden they call me and be like, Hey, uh, you're still going to be, you're still going to be in a, in, in the second pilot. And here's your new character. I was like, Holy shit. I got a new character now. Fuck. And so, uh, I got the new character and then we flew to LA and started filming that. And I was just like, geez, almighty, like, this is, this is all a little uh, a little overwhelming for me. So uh, just to break it down, from the first pilot to now, where we're at today, was about a year and a half. Wow. That's, a, that's that how long is, it's been. Yeah, that's a long time, man, for a pilot to get picked up, especially because it's Kurt Sutter. And look, the success of Sons of Anarchy is so massive. Um, the fact that they made you go back and reshoot the pilot is crazy. But, you know, they did that on Sons of Anarchy, actually. They, they went back and reshot the pilot. Yeah, that's exactly. They told us the same thing. So, so you know, in, in the in reality of it is they wanted to bring the best product for first, right? They wanted to bring the best product they can because how much anticipation is and how much this show means to the Sons of Anarchy fans before it and, and everything even to how much it means to FX. And so for the success of the show, they wanted to make sure that they were completely happy with what they were going to put out there. And I think that's why, you know, they did the reshoot and, and, you know, and I'm, and I'm glad they did, or, or I don't even know what the original product was, but all in all, I just know it's, it's been good. It's been fucking awesome. Have you seen the fully finished pilot yet? Yes, I've seen it. I've seen it. They gave us an opportunity to watch it. And then we went to that night of the premieres. I saw that. Okay, saw great. The full, great. Full yeah. Thing. Cause I, I know it like Comic-Con and things like that. And we'll get to that in a second, but at Comic-Con, they usually show you like maybe a 10 to 15 minute block and you're like, ah, how's the rest of it? Yeah. And so they, you know, just at the premiere the other day, we saw everything that we stuff that we've never seen, like the intro, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Seen, Cause none of that know? is usually available and they're working on it up until the last second. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, and so we got to see it. It was really cool, man. I, I, dude, I love the music. I just love everything about it. I mean, it's it's cool. It's been fun, you know? I'm yeah. hoping the world gets it. 
the, the look the reviews have been lights out on it and everybody's amped about it i look i can't wait to see it obviously um but all of these little moments in between has it been fun or has it been stressful worried about because i mean look th that's a show where you don't know if you're gonna die every single script you get so you know yeah. as you're shooting it are you just leafing through it as fast as you can going holy shit i hope i'm not killed i hope i'm not killed i hope i'm not killed yeah yeah i think that's routine uh, like as soon as i get a script am i coming in good because i know right here it gets a little ugly so i'm just trying to make it make it to a spot where you can hear me fine can you hear me okay yeah yeah, yeah. you're great you're great all right perfect so like as soon as i get the script the first thing i do i scan through my character and make sure he doesn't get killed <laughs> <laughs> first thing i do and, and then as soon as i see like oh okay cool and then i go through and read the whole script and really kind of get down to wh what's the story and where's the building to and really just start getting into it but yeah, the first thing I did with every time I was reading, like, because you never know, right? And it's it's kind of the beauty of it, and, and, and it's the fear of it, too, the stress of it. It's like, you know, I mean, that's why I didn't just pick up and move to L.A. There's, there's no guarantee here with this with this character that, you know, this is a permanent thing for me. So I just kind of flew home every weekend to see the kids, flew back, did my episode, read the script, like, okay, I'm back. I got another episode. And so, and it just kind of continues to do that. Man, uh, so what, what was it like when you're, you know, going into, were you guys in Hall H at Comic-Con in San Diego? Yeah, 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 we did. We'd say that again, what was the last one? Uh, Hall H at, at uh, Comic-Con in San Diego. That's usually the big one. Um, like, oh, yeah. How many people were, how many people were there? And, and was that your first taste of seeing, like, the, the your, your first footage on the show? Yeah, no, we all got to see it before. They keep, they send us these little security emails and we kind of check them out. Oh, that's but, awesome. That, yeah. that's that's super rare nowadays because they're worried about everything getting hacked yeah they, well, man they got some crazy you know system here so i think it's like super controlled but you know we get to check it out um for me it was just the crowd of comic-con was insane like i've been to a comic-con in la before as a just a dude going to comic-con but to be on on the panel was i mean crazy dude and the whole room was packed and you have all these people asking questions and like it's it's funny to see not funny but it's like really cool to see like the following how it's it, it's you know coming they're clashing together now you know yeah yeah man is it, it let me ask you this it, is all of this everything you dreamed and or or, or or has it been different along the way you know i think it still hasn't sunk in i think the first time i really felt like whoa this is this might change my life was all the people screaming my name and screaming vincent 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 not rocco right like not what i'm used to in entertainment. <laughs> right. i feel like in entertainment everyone knows me as rocco well not, not so much anymore a lot of people are starting to know me as vincent which throws me off because that's like my wife calls me vincent which is you know it's like so i'm just like wait a minute what is that you know so that was the one moment where i was like holy crap this actually might change my life. And, and that's probably the one time everything else is it's hard to like jump to conclusions or, or be excited about it. It's really, um, you're just doing the work. I'm very proud of the work. I'm just doing the work. I'm in the moment and not so much thinking like what this can potentially turn into. Not until I think when, when the show airs and we really see the buzz and really see how well it's received I think that's when I'll start to get like, man, this is incredible. But right now, I just trying to be in the moment and do the work and, and make everyone proud and, and make sure, you know, Kurt's happy with my work and, 
and, and Elgin and, and it was just different. I, I don't think I've even had time to really enjoy it yet. Yeah. It's like yeah. that one moment, that one moment walking across the street was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had friends, friends call me like in tears. I had friends text me pictures like they're crying and like, dude, that was an emotional thing for them. I was like, dude, it was, was for me too. I was just holding it together. It was, it was, it was incredible. I look, I, because I, I saw the, the the footage on on Facebook when you posted it, and I, I'm not gonna lie, man. Even as one of your, one of your best friends, even I got a little emotional. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Because it's to get to that a moment like that in your life, in particular in acting, you have a better shot at winning the fucking lottery. I I, I can promise you that, and that's probably one of the questions I get the most. And I know that's the question that you're now getting the most is. Hey man, I want to do this whole acting thing. And it's like, it's such a heavy question to answer where it's like, dude, you know, telling people that it's been a year and a half since the pilot to now is, is really difficult for people to understand. Well, dude, you know what they also don't understand is like, not everyone like is going to make it right. Like, even if you're good, you just might not get noticed or you might not get that one gig that sets you apart. Like, like, dude, I don't think I'm a great actor. I think I'm good enough to be there, but I'm I'm still working on trying to become great because I would like to see myself really try to do these really epic roles and, and, and grow as an actor. But I also am not stupid enough to think I'm great. Fuck no, man. Those guys that are around me, like Cabral, fucking Richard Cabral, that guy's fucking incredible. But this guy has done years and years of training and, and, and perfecting his craft. It's like, Dude, you can be great and still never get a role like this. It was just timing, preparation, luck, fucking who knows what the fuck you want to call it. But, you know, this really will help. You know, this is kind of a catalyst for me in the future, whether we go 20 seasons or or fucking five. It doesn't matter from here on out. I will have a little bit well-known name compared to other actors because the luck of jumping on a show like this that's so fucking big it just kind of helps you catapult you to, to, to where people see you more and that's good, but there's great actors that don't get that opportunity. And it's just like, that's fucking the show business. It's so weird. Yeah. I look, there's, there's a bunch of talented people out there that, that never get that type of opportunity that you got. And uh, again, like you said, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just yeah. having an opportunity at the right place and right time and then capitalizing on it. But you know, I, look, something like like the Mayans, it, it's it's winning the lottery. So I tell people all the time, man, like, hey, because they're you know, now they're seeing you and they're like, oh, man, dude, I want to do what Rocco's doing. I was like, dude, you can go down to 7-Eleven and try to win the lottery the same way of what Rocco's doing right now. Like, um, you know, you've been working your ass off for years, years at this uh, for this I moment. Mean, is, is that's the thing is I, I don't think people see how much work is put behind it. I don't I either. Mean, look at, yeah. Look at Josh, Josh Borland, man. That guy was in Goonies, dude. And I hadn't seen him fucking in years until now. He's killing it again, right? Like 20 years later. Actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's the actor, the main actor from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, Pratt. Yeah, yeah, Chris Pratt, yeah. Dude, people forget that he was in shows as like the chubby friend in several other movies. You know what I mean? He was, he was never the lead until recent years. He's become this fucking, and he's badass, dude. I love the dude. But, like, these fucking people put in work and years and years of being a co-star, of being, uh, you know what I mean? And then eventually, you know, they get an opportunity, man. And it's it's very rare. And when it happens, you got to fucking grasp it. And, 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 and sometimes it never fucking happens for people. So it's like, yeah, I won the fucking lottery. That's fucking for goddamn sure. You know what I mean? My job now is to hopefully 
maintain this kind of momentum that I have, you know? Yeah, and, and look, I, I think you will because, um, you know, I'll, look, certainly I'll be watching the show along with everybody else on, on uh, Tuesday nights. Um, uh, and I'll be even more curious than the, the following morning to see what the ratings are like. Because if you, if you have a gangbuster ratings for, for your opening show, then that, it's, that's a really good predication for how the rest of the, the season is going to go. Um, yeah, you know, it, but if you look at the, the, the first Sons of Anarchy, it was a slow growth. I yeah. think it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was a slow growth. And so you just never know. Yeah. There, well, there's one key number that you're like, all right, just get above a, like a 1.5 and, and you're and you'll be fine. Um, and, and again, w- with the reviews that have come out already and the critics who have already seen it, everybody loves it and says it's fucking phenomenal. So uh, at least you have a, you, you know, you have a good show because um, most of these critics who have come out and said they love the show are, are highly respected and uh uh, and I think, you know, look, everybody loves Sons of Anarchy, so the anticipation for that is the same. It kind of remi- reminds me of when Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul started. Like, I jumped onto that immediately, so I'm probably going to jump head into this. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's always the haters here and there, and, you know, it's it's funny. I, I, I tend to sometimes read the comments, and these guys are like, oh, great, Mexican bikers, you know, and it's like... <laughs> Man, can you appreciate just the just the art of the writing and the acting instead of like the thought process of of people trying to be fake bikers? Like it's a TV show, man. It's fiction. <laughs> it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and that'll never end. By the way, I remember when I got started, and and you know, you're reading the reviews for your first movie or whatever, and and my I I don't know if I told you this story, but my agent was just like, "What's your favorite movie uh, of all time?" And I said, "Shawshank Redemption." And he goes, great, go to IMDb and see how many people gave Shawshank Redemption a one star on there. And it was like, you know, two or three thousand people, two or three thousand people thought Shawshank Redemption was the worst movie of all time. You will never please anybody across the board. So, uh, you know, uh, going forward, just always remember that of like, man, you're doing great work. The show, you know, looks like it's fantastic from all the clips I've seen. So Dude, you're going to get hate for the rest of your life, no matter what you do in this world. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, what's funny is I think we're going to hit a close to the mark that what we want just on Drinking Bros alone. There's so many, so much support from the Drinking Bros community. It's freaking awesome to watch, man, because I see all the comments they make on, on everyone's page, from Kurt's page, the Minds MC page. Someone posted on the Minds MC page, said, said something like, Rocco needs to live at least three seasons or else something innocent from the whole veteran community. You know, like, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think just from the drinking bros community alone, you're, you're going to get, you know, 5 million people to watch this thing. Uh, Cause we're, look, we're all amped, uh, you know, in, in each, each of us individually is like having a party at our own houses to watch it. Are yeah. you, what are you doing for opening night? Uh, we'll be at a uh, Duffy's Tavern here in Salt Lake City. It's next door to the to uh, my barber shop. You know the throwbacks. Yeah. So right next door to we, there's a small little bar, and the dude the dude uh, who owns it he rides bikes too. And you know I was talking to him. He goes, "Well, shit, man, have your people come on by." So you know it's probably going to be a group of like twenty of us or so sitting at a bar watching it and enjoying it. Oh, uh, that'll so, be awesome. Is your uh, yeah? Obviously, your wife and kids are going to come. Not the kids, man. It's you know they, they first of all it's late and then second, uh, it's not a show for them to really be watched. <laughs> ah, yeah, that that was my next question to you because uh, look, J- Jared, who's an awful father, um, let his kids watch <laughs> r- Range Fifteen at like three years old. When you're like, whoa, you shouldn't do that. That was my next question of with the content on this show, who gets to watch it as far as children goes in your family? 
Uh, my oldest 16, if she wanted to, I'd be okay with it, you know, but that's, that's it. The rest of them, you know, one, they're, they're really, but their bedtimes are before that. And, and two, just, I don't know, you know, my, my 13 year old, she's kind of on the verge of starting to just, you know, like, I don't hide shit for them that, you know, they, they're, we don't we don't put we don't put blinders on it, but at the same time, I don't just open them up to crazy shit too soon. So um, the six year old definitely, if she wanted to watch it, I wouldn't mind. But um, the other ones, they see the commercials, they get excited. But I also tell them like, no, I'm sorry, man, you guys can't watch this one. <laughs> wow, that's got to be so hard as a kid. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> be like dad's on TV and I can't watch him. Yeah, I know it sucks for them, but you know, I don't know. It, it is what it is, dude. There's uh, you just it's a weird it's a weird thing, but. There'll be something down the road, I'm sure, that, I'll, that they'll be able to enjoy. I actually, I actually reached out to a couple of casting directors for some kids' shows that I wanted to try and jump onto. That's for awesome. Them. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, agency, manager-wise, did uh, is all that squared away now after this show? No, no, still. You know, I think right now is a good time to just sit back and wait and see who's interested. Um, I don't want to jump in too soon. Uh, and, and not see what's out there for me. You know, there's some, there's some key people that are hitting me up and I really do like the conversation and they've been really good to me so far, but at the same time, you know, there, you know, there's also another project that's, that's coming out here soon that I'm still working on. And, and if that comes out, you know, I, I'll have a, a better place to be in because I really need to decide who is it that I'm going to trust with my career and, and who's going to understand who I am, right? Family first. Not all these agencies give a shit about that, right? And no. so, yeah. And so, and so, in saying that, like, I don't want, you know, it, I'm going to be one of the worst acting, uh, I guess, in my, in my opinion, acting careers to, to control because I don't just do this. I, you know, I do public speaking, I own businesses, uh, my kids are important. So uh, I'm really trying to find someone that I align with re really well and understands who I am and what I'm about before, you know, acting it becomes is secondary to, to life, you know? Yeah. And, that, and I think that's going to be your toughest part going forward is uh, especially if the show is extremely successful, like we think it's going to be. Then you're going to have uh, look, all these agents and managers are, are just going to want to sell you down the line for as much money as they can make out of you. And they don't give a shit about your family. Or, you know, it's just like, great, Rocco, you're going to go to India for five months. You good? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the concern, right? It's, it's really finding someone that understands who I am and, and what I'm about. And even if I had to go to a smaller agency, I don't care, man. I just want someone that, that, that you look, you, you know, like the I, acting could all go away tomorrow. I, I want my family to be here forever. And so I'm going to try and maintain that mindset, you know? Yeah. Bet, look, best advice, smaller agencies are, are the best. Um, all of the big agencies I've been at, dude, you're, you're, you're a small fish in a big pond, you know? So it, it sounds sexy to be like, oh, I'm, I'm with CAA, but it's like, hey, guess what? So is Julia Roberts, and they're going to be taking care of Julia Roberts. You're about 90th on that totem pole. Um, yeah, w WME has the rock. You know, they don't need another one, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, Jesus, man. I, look, yeah, yeah. I would, no, my just, personal recommendation, know. go with a smaller mid midsize agency who's going to bust their ass for you because they need that check more than the agents at, at the bigger agencies. And yeah. uh, they'll be more willing to work with somebody who's, you know, again, man, you, you have you just opened up a barbershop for Christ's sakes. Like you have a million businesses going on. So yeah, they'll be more sympathetic to something like someone like, you, you. know, what the nice thing is the nice thing about that with Lead Singers Whiskey, you know, and Beer.com and the barbershop, like all these things, you know, the nice thing is that they make money enough money to sustain my my lifestyle. Right. And so that's a good thing. Right. That act, I don't need 
the acting. I just want, like, I want to be in a part of something that's great. So with that, you know, I don't have to make these crazy haste decisions sometimes just to jump on something to, to pay the bills. And so that for me is definitely a blessing because not everyone, not all the actors are in the same position. You know what I mean? I've kind of, you know, lucky enough to jump on board with the companies when I did. And so um, it, it gives me a little bit more breathing room and in, in, in also decision-making process. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what would be the ultimate dream that this show goes, you know, 10 seasons? Would that be? Something? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with if this is the only big show I ever do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm perfectly okay. If this thing goes 10 seasons and I'm on all 10, I'm, I'm good with that, dude. I can walk away and be like, all right, that was a cool career. Um, you know, and, and if it doesn't, it is what it is. I would love to, to see, I want to be able to, show the world the depth of acting and, and, and my abilities of doing it and so you know obviously any kind of drama would be cool i would love to play a dad in some kind of show someday you know things like that there's definitely things on my list that i would love to try um to, i would love to play a really dope ass bad guy you know yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you know what i mean you know so these things like that would be fun but um you know, I think this project right here, I would love to just take this as far as I can take it. And then from there, we'll start seeing what else is out there. Are you guys done shooting season one? Is that all wrapped? Yeah, it's all wrapped. We're done. Um, you know, there's still some ADR here and there, but everything else is done. Oh, you know what? You know, let me tell you what. There's a, there's, there's, um, Clint Romache wrote a book called uh, Red Platoon. Red Platoon, and, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, actually, George Clooney's production company is making a film out of that. And for Sony, correct? Yes. Yes, so I'm waiting for that to open up because there's a character in there named uh, Gallegos, and and when I read it, it reminded me a little bit of me. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Sean Braza, uh, a squalor who passed away, and I was like, you know what? If there's if there's a chance for me to play another American veteran, and as well as try and play pay any respect to his character, that's what I would love to do. And so really, that's the only role I've out there been like, this is what I want. You know what I mean? So when that option when that opportunity comes around, Clint already knows. Um, you know, Gallegos' his, his wife, uh, you know, his little wife knows as well that I'm interested. And so we're definitely waiting for that opportunity to present itself. And I'm going to go in there and kill it because because that's what I want to do, man. That's the one character. Uh, like, let, It would be you fantastic. Know what I mean? let, yeah. Uh, so, man, that, that would be amazing. And not only that, but like, dude, Clint's a, a bro, obviously. And, uh, you know, working with him on Range 15 was a fucking blast. That would be full. That would be a full circle moment if you were able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it'd be beautiful. So that's one thing I'm definitely looking for. But, you know, also down the road, producing my own stuff, man, you know, like, like, you know, you know, directing, I want to try directing. I think it's, I think it's a, it looks challenging, but man, it also looks exciting to try and get something done and, and lead, lead people into the final uh, outcome of what the vision is, you know, and I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, look, man, that, that's the that's the reason why I got into it was I wanted control over what the outcome of the project is and, and who to cast too. Um, yeah, because I like casting people that are, you know, not necessarily hugely famous, but they're just right for the role and changing somebody else's life because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, let me ask you this. What is what do you think this does for the veteran community? Because, you know, obviously being in Drinking Bros, um, look, the, our audience is about 80, 75, 80 percent military. Like that's the biggest thing that I found is like, man, everybody's rooting for you. Because you are a veteran and you're doing something that not a lot of veterans get to do, which has become a fucking, you know, massive star in Hollywood. Uh, what has that meant to you, the, the outreach from, from veterans so far? Dude, I think that's probably the most pressure I feel. 
you know what I mean? Because I want to pay the most respect to the idea of that, you know, like, like, I want to, I hope that they watch the show and be like, okay, cool, he's doing good. And that that represents us well, right? That's what I hope to do. Um, But it's scary as fuck, man, because sometimes, you know, veterans are are the hardest critics. And so I'm hoping the guys, you know, just just respect the work that I've done and when men and women, you know, and, 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 and that, but I also, it's cool, man, because this is probably, you know, there's very few of us out here in Hollywood doing our thing. And I say that like, there's not a lot like Tyler Gray is probably the, one of the biggest names out there doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and Nate, Boy- Nate Boyer's working his way into it. You know, there's guys out there that are doing it, but, you know, and the truth is it's cool to, to have that, I guess that beacon of light or that person to look and be like, you know what, if that fucking dude can do it, then I can do it. Because the truth is that you can definitely go to Hollywood and, and start your, 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 your dream and trying to be an actor. Will it happen? It's fucking hard. Like straight up. It's hard. Yeah. And, and you're, they already hear my story and how it was a lot more luck than it was anything, but there is someone that's done it. And then when you see someone who has done it, it kind of makes that dream like more reachable. And I think that, and I'm hoping that's what I'm able to do for those who, who get out of the military looking for something to do. And not maybe not even acting, just the idea of it. Like, look, this motherfucker said he wanted to do this and he's doing it. I say, I want to be a firefighter. I'm going to go do it. You know what I mean? And, and using the same mindset of, dude, if you put your mind to it, you work your ass off. There's no reason why it can't happen. Hollywood's a little bit different beast because it is very challenging, but fuck doesn't mean it's impossible because obviously this fucking dumbass over here somehow did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, and look, the same goes with, with all of these companies that are out there. Uh, you know, with even dude, you're, you have a, like I said, a barber shop that's opening. You have beard.com, uh, lead slingers, dude, lead slingers is now almost in, I think all 50 States. It's at the tiniest liquor store on the, on the Island here in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I was like, Holy shit, man. You guys are. Yeah, dude. So it should be in all 50 states by by next year sometime. But we do have we do have the contract for all 50. So meaning it's slowly going to start trickling into every state. You know, and I'm excited. I heard in the next three weeks we should have it here in Utah, which is fucking unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, again, like, dude, I live in a small town and it's there's two. I think there's two liquor stores in town and it's at both of them. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's going, it's going good, man. Things are going good, you know, and it's just a testament to look, man, Matt and the boys, Matt, JT, those guys and, and Cody and, and Brad and, and all these guys that they put their, you know, they, they're the ones who fucking initiated all this shit with, with the veterans and, 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 and me in being involved in all this is all because of these guys, you know? So it's been a fucking, it's been awesome to watch the success from everyone from black rival coffee, article 15, still doing their thing, fucking everything. It's, it's just dope to watch. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. And uh, another thing I want to commend you on, which I don't think you get enough credit for, is your use of social media. You and I have talked about this privately um, during late nights drinking at hotels or whatever events we've been in. You have always been since day one treated your social media like a like Kevin like Kevin Hart or The Rock. Um, the way you use your social media is amazing, and you've been able to grow it on your own. Nobody's really helped you with that. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think going forward with this show and, and everything else you do in Hollywood, if you continue to, to make that push as well in social media, I think that's going to help, man, more than you'll ever know. Um, is there anything well, you know, that we can do for you uh, as far as like when the show airs? Do you want us to reach out to the, you know, the Kurt Sutters or, or Fox or and say how much we enjoyed your performance after Tuesday? 
Yeah, that's always important, right? Like the good feedback, you know. Get, you know, you know. Every time I'm I'm tagged, every time I'm followed, every time I'm shared, it's fucking good, right? It's a good thing for me because people get to see who I really am. Because in social media, you see who I really am. You see my fucking life. You see the shit I get frustrated or things that I think are funny. It's just the most honest side of me. But you also get to see a little of the highlights of of the crazy cool fucking adventure that we're on right now, and so it's dope. But anytime you know, you know, I see Vincent Rocco Vargas tagged on you know on instagram on facebook dude it's for me it's like fuck yeah man that's a cool thing it's a cool statement showing that there's a lot of positive energy following me you know and 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 people see it you know what i mean like don't worry the fucking production sees it dude they've mentioned it they're like fuck dude you got a lot of followers i'm like no it's not really that it's like a lot of people that support the dream they support the, the job they support the direction it's going and it's good it's good for all of us it's good for me it's good for law enforcement it's good for fucking military it's just it's a good thing to see, you know what I mean? And, and you know, us us backing each other up like they did for Range 15, it's, it's just fucking dope, dude. Any of that shit helps, man. Do I want massive following? Yes. Why? Because that eventually is going to help me be a bigger voice for the veteran community. Yes. That's yeah. the dream, right? Yep. That's the dream. The more that I can do for the veteran community, the better. The bigger my reach goes, the better I can help. But um, but I'm not out here just fucking slanging, you know, just, just fucking, you know, I don't, I don't want just anyone following me. I want people that really believe in me. You know what I mean? I want people that really like to see what I do. I don't need ghost followers. I need people that believe in you know what the dream is and and just maybe just enjoy who I am. Fuck yeah, dude. That's fucking. I follow a bunch of people, dude. I got I follow over five thousand people. They're like, why are you following me? Because like, I don't know. I find a lot of people interesting, so I'm gonna follow their shit. I don't care. I'm not. A, I'm not this social media fucking guy. Who's like, don't follow people because it looks bad. Fuck you, dude. I'm a human motherfucker who likes to see other people do weird shit. Same. And it's dope, so same. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Where yeah. it's just like. Cool. If you're an interesting person, I'll, I'll totally fall. I don't, I don't even, yeah. I, I could care less how many people I, you know, I follow I or whatever. Just, yeah. As long as you're an interesting I, dude, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. I follow barbers. I follow fucking all these, every, every law enforcement military guy I, I, I follow that I think is interesting. I follow them. I follow everything, dude. Fucking all kinds of weird shit. Dogs. I follow some of these dogs, man. They're cool. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you the big question here. How far do you think you are from the rock? What's the degree of separation of when you actually get to meet the rock? Cause this is, this has been our ongoing joke for about four years yeah, now. And, and it's super funny. Check this out. So, you know, before like everyone says like, I know someone, I know someone, I know someone. Yeah. You know, now I'm close to people call him JD dude. Oh, that DJ DJ. That's like, they all call him <laughs> DJ. And when you get close to someone that calls him personally, DJ, you're close as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all of us call him the rock. Like, no, when you're next to people that call him like, Oh DJ. Yeah. He's a good dude. You're like, Oh fuck. They're real close to him. Yeah. So like the, the closest I have a friend that it, that was, that was working on set that is friends with him. And so it insists. And I'm not, and, and I can't be the guy like, listen, man, I, 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 I might've creeped him out years ago by this weird shit. And all the guys <laughs> on set think like, they think like, you know what? I, I don't think you're ever going to work with him because you, you probably weirded him out enough already, but I don't believe it. I think when, when he meets me, he's going to be like, dude, you're weird as fuck, but I dig it. <laughs> I, look, you're you're one of the greatest people I've ever met in this world. Like, I think if you actually met him, he'd be like, "Oh shit, that was the guy. He's fucking awesome." Like, I, I think he'll yeah. he'll understand the joke behind it. But I think you're really close. I, I'll say this: my over under will be six months. I'll say six months. You meet him within six months because I bet you he watches this. Sh he'll he'll watch the show. Oh, dude, that'd be dope. That'd yeah. be dope. I mean, it's funny because you know how in Instagram you get the you see the blue check mark. Yeah, I st I start seeing a lot more of those comments or or like on my posts, and I'm tripping out. I'm like, holy shit, that's cool. It's you know good, what I mean? dude. It's gonna get even crazier after the show airs, man. 
Um, Dude, I have a bunch of a bunch of MMA fighters that are that are hitting me up saying they're big fans of the show and all that. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, because obviously we love fight. Yeah, we love the fight world, so it's kind of cool, man. Of course. Hey, speaking of fighting, man, McGregor, Khabib, who you got? Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with McGregor, man, and and not for any other reason. I think the last fight with Khabib, and uh, when he fought against uh, that other cat from New Jersey or whatever his name was. That that was kind of telling. That that uh, I think he exposed a lot of weaknesses of Khabib. Khabib's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong. The guy's fucking insane. But the dude was moving on his feet. He was he was making a move to him. He wasn't able easy to take down. All those things made it really hard for Khabib to put in his 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 way of fighting to kind of just ground and pound. Um, I think Connor's going to do the same. I think Connor's going to be tough for him to catch, tough for him to to handle, and and I think Connor's going to edge it out um, again. Shit, that's just me. I don't. What the fuck do I know, dude? One punch and Connor could be knocked out. Who knows? I know. But that's, I, I'm, I'm amped I'm, I'm about it. I'm going for Connor. I'm, go, I'm going for Connor for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Connor too. Are you going to the fight at all? No, dude. No, not, not yet. I'm not that. Not that. Not that important yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're close. Here's my here's my best uh, bit of advice. Let's, let's say the show airs, um, you know, and blows up, right? Your best friend at that network, besides Kurt, Kurt Sutter, should be the publicist of uh, FX. Are you in with her yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all good. They're, dude, they're solid. They're solid, man. I got. I might be on Good Day uh, Utah here soon. You know, they're setting up all these cool things. PR is really, really solid. Dude, the marketing and the PR here have been insane. You already know the marketing has been top-notch. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. So. Yeah. Definitely, step, definitely being close to them and, and doing whatever they need to help the show go wherever it goes. Yeah, trust me, I'm I'm hoping there's a UFC ticket somewhere in here. <laughs> I, well, that's what I'm thinking. So if the if the ratings do well, because then you can ask for the world after that point. If if the ratings are, are gangbusters, I'd lob in an email and say, hey. You wouldn't happen to have any tickets to the the, the McGregor fight, would you? Um, and I think I think they'll come through if the ratings are good for oh us. Oh my god, I'm dead dude, serious, I'm man. Hey, watch Wednesday morning. I'm gonna send that email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. So my because my buddy was on a Fox show as well, and you know it was a big deal and and all that other stuff. And uh, this was like t- two years ago, and he was just like, "Hey, can can I get Super Bowl tickets?" And they were like, "Yeah." Yeah, we can get you Super Bowl too. And I was like, what? Um, so, yeah, you could lob in an email uh, Wednesday morning if those ratings are, are lit and say, hey, that McGregor fight's up there. I got a lot of press I could be doing at the UFC fight. And I, I think they, they might be able to swing that for you. That's dope, dude. Yeah. I mean, dude, we'll see, man. I'm definitely going to, you know, I'm going to try and use that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, look, with good ratings, you can get away with murder. I mean, you can start asking for shit you never would have thought you could ask for. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> free shit like things you see in magazines where you're like i like that actor's sunglasses great we'll make a call and then they'll just show up at your house i dude i am not a fan of using any of that stuff but definitely for you for ufc i do some real sketchy shit for some ufc tickets bro <laughs> oh man dude that's what i love about you um uh and lastly i want to talk about your barber shop man i'm i, I look I'm a gigantic fan of what you're doing there. I love Luke Webster. Um, uh, yeah, that, is, that a, is that a joint ve- venture with with Luke? Definitely. You know, we were trying to say, well, where can we, how can we really help Beard.com go on its way, and not just you know, 
not just, uh, you know, on the social media or, or, or the internet, but we can actually kind of do a brick and mortar. And it made sense, man. I've wanted a barbershop since I was young, dude. And so kind of to do it together, it was perfect and it made sense. And uh, we came together and designed the, the, the look and fuck, man, I can't even tell you how I'm, I'm so happy with the shop. It, it's freaking awesome. And it's starting to really get a following where the barbers are booked almost every day, which is fucking awesome to see, man. And it's cool, man. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of ideas behind it that we want to do we just want to continue to grow this brand you know yeah because i look I, I saw on social media and there was there was a post that got me um i just had a, a new baby boy two weeks ago uh so i got i got two boys but i saw the picture on your social media of th all three of your boys getting haircuts at the same time yeah dude all three getting faded up at the same time at my shop it was just like the coolest feel yesterday i i sat there thinking like holy shit like those are the things that really get me more excited than like the show the show's dope but my real life and being able to see these these iconic moments that you i have a picture of this now of all three boys getting a haircut together in my fucking barbershop there's nothing that tops shit like that bro no and that's what got me choked up where i, I, I was thinking to myself i was like man if i owned a barbershop and both of my sons were getting haircuts at the same time in a barbershop that i owned how like as a father you can't get any prouder than that i don't think <laughs> Dude, it, it was so cool, man. And I had a photographer there, so I told her that please catch this photo because I would love to actually put that photo in the barber shop once I get it all done. I think I, I think you should, man. It, it was an amazing moment, and again, yet another reason to follow you on social media. Like, um, your real life is just as interesting as your Hollywood life, and uh, <laughs> it's it's great to see. And like pictures like that, moments like that, where I was like, shit, there's there's nobody else you follow on social media who's who's doing things like that. Um, yeah. So it's a blast, man. Uh, now it's time for the drinking bro of the week. You know it well, Rocco. You know the routine. You know the drill. Who would you like to give drinking bro of the week to? Oh my goodness, dude! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, man. You know, Bobby. You know, Bobby. He he's helped me run the shop. Bobby. Man, his last name always kills me. It's Gerhart. Gerhart. Yes. Yeah. Bobby uh has been a big part of how i can go to california and film the show and still maintain the shop uh he's been running the shop for me now for a while and not even just that like all these other little things he's just always there you know what i mean and and our friendship has grown to be this really cool friendship where i can always count on this dude you know and and bobby's just been big thing for me and my family you know and for his family i try and be there for them as well and so Bobby Gerhart, man, I'll tell you right now, thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for everything you continue to do. And I hope this relationship continues to grow and we can continue to do epic ass, badass shit for the community, man. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Rocco, look, it's always a pleasure. Uh, once again, let's remind the audience what time on September 4th uh, the Mayans is airing. It's going to be 10 o'clock Pacific time. Um, and so it's just knowing that I, don't, I can't even break it down there. I think in my house here in Utah, it's going to be at 8 p.m. Um, 10 o'clock Eastern time. It, uh, no Pacific time, Pacific okay. time, 10 o'clock. Uh, and so, but, but so I think, I think East coast airs at 10 and I believe Pacific airs at 10 as well. They're both in real time. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And, and yeah. And so, um, on FX, yep. you guys know I'll be there. Um, don't try and play any drinking games. Like every time you see me take a shot, cause you'd be dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah uh and then social media where can everybody find you let, let, let's remind him again because again if you're not following rocco on social media you're, you're not doing it right he's he's one of the best to follow on there 
Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's vincent.rocco.vargas. Um, my Facebook page is going to be Vincent Rocco Vargas. You know, you could you could even just Google Vincent Vargas. There's my I have my website. It has all my social media connected to it. It has my podcast connected to it. Uh, all that stuff. You guys go check it out. If you guys have a beard, go check out beard.com. Beard.com. We we you know it's made in the USA. Uh, we'll ship it to you directly in fast shipping, and it's high quality shit, man, for your beard. And uh, you know. Just, just appreciate you guys, man. You guys go check out some Letzinger's whiskey anywhere you can find it. If you can't find it, let me know. And if you're in Salt Lake City, please stop by the barbershop, Throwbacks Barbershop. Stop by, have a good time, hang out. And if you're ever on social media and just want to say what's up, I answer every single message. Just say hi, dude. I'll answer back, I promise. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Uh, legit. Hey, Rocco, I am unbelievably <laughs> proud of all your success. This is, um, God, something you've talked about for years now at this point. Uh, there was a reason why you left drinking bros and this was it. And I, dude, I know it's been a long time for the audience and yourself. And I hope you get to enjoy every last single second of success you have, man. Cause you're one of the greatest people on this planet. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I uh, love you, buddy. Uh, anytime, anytime. And, uh, looking forward to the show Tuesday night, uh, for Vincent Rocco Vargas. I am Ross Patterson. Good night, everyone. Ah.